What's up, guys? Welcome to Made of Miller, the podcast where four sisters get together and talk about all things family, relationships, and everything in between. We're your hosts, Sarah, Katie, Leah, and Leslie, and we're Made of Miller. And literally, that's that's all it is. That's all you're doing, Sarah, when you're talking about your health and sharing that with the world. You're saying, this is what I've gone through, and this is how I can take that and share that experience with others. So sometimes the very thing that you're called to bring inspiration into is something that you have gone through. It's from a place of experience. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. We hope you had a great weekend. We're so excited to jump into today's topic. So Katie, what are we talking about today? All right, guys, if you're following us on Instagram, Leslie gave a little teaser about this week's episode. We are talking about inspiration. Now, this is not your typical chicken noodle soup uh, episode, even though it will be heartwarming and inspiring as you know you would expect. Um, but we're going to first just jump into the Merriam-Webster definition of inspiration. So Merriam-Webster says something that makes someone want to do something or that gives someone an idea about what to do or create a force or influence, or you could say influencer, that inspires someone, a person, place, experience, etc., that makes someone want to do or create something and it says colon a good idea okay so with that definition I want you guys to think like us and you as listeners who or what inspires you to action to ideas what person or thing feeds that spark of creativity that makes you want to act So for me, there's a few different people that I follow on Instagram that truly inspire me to want to be better and do better. Like, um, for instance, there's this one girl that I follow, Amy Mashburn, and she's really into gardening and holistic living. She has a toddler who's about a week older than Lux. So they do a lot of activities outside. And I'm inspired by her way of life, how she's creating this, this homestead for her family. She wants to live off of their you know, they want to have goats, they want to garden and just kind of um, sustain their family with their own means. So I'm very inspired by her. And Mm -hmm. I started my own garden just last year and realized how fulfilling it is to kind of grow your own food and, you know, from seed to finish to table. So I'm very inspired by her. There's a few other people I I follow, um, clean talk, clean TikTok. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but I'm inspired by the organization that they have on there and the ideas that it gives me. So there's a lot of different areas that I find inspiration, but most of it's typically Um, online. Leslie, would you recommend gardening to our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's something about getting your hands in the soil and doing that work yourself that's just very fulfilling and healing as well. I don't think people realize that gardening is a healing activity. And it Mm -hmm. really, it relieved a lot of anxiety for me and a lot of stress. And I struggle with seasonal depression pretty bad living here in Maine. So having that gardening to look forward to Um, has brought me great joy, especially this year. It's been a really cold, bitter winter, not a long one. We can't really complain. It's just been cold. So I'm really looking forward to getting out there, getting into the soil, cleaning up my yard. It's just things that I find that are, like I said, healing. 
So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend it for everyone to try. So I have a question about that real fast. Um, I feel like a lot of times my hiccup in life, like with trying new things is kind of the fear of failure or even being a little bit overwhelmed with the idea of starting a garden. Like I personally really want to start a garden. I'm going to have my father-in-law and I are working on um, building some raised garden beds, but I'm pretty nervous about starting just because I'm like, I mean, whatever. I mean, if I, if it doesn't grow, it doesn't grow. It's not the end Mm -hmm. of the world. Right. But what was your first steps? Like when you decided you wanted to garden, like what were the first couple of steps that you decided to do to take it to the next level? Sure. Sure. So first you just want to make a list of things that you actually will eat. I made the mistake of growing a lot of variety of tomatoes and we don't eat a lot of tomatoes. (laughs) That's so So smart. (laughs) Well, actually we have, um, we had a couple different gardens. So Benjamin, he's also really into gardening, but flowers. So in the front, he would go all out. He would plant all the, I, it really was like, it was something that's like, that's one of the fuels for like we were talking about on last week's episode. That's one of the fuels for our relationship is gardening together. And yeah, it's the sweetest thing. I really, it's something we both thoroughly enjoy. So at night, coffee from McDonald's before seven (laughs) a.m. Katie, don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) I'm not dissing. Okay, so start, Sarah. Start with just making the list of all the vegetables and, and maybe fruits if you wanted to grow fruit that you enjoy eating that you know you will eat, and then you need to do the research because certain plants don't like to be planted next to one another. They won't thrive. So do your research, make sure that you have enough room. You don't want to overcrowd. That was a mistake that I made. So you, and I would just recommend watching some YouTube videos. That's where I learned most of my gardening. And my first year gardening was very bountiful. I had a, like my vegetables did amazing. I had a lettuce garden that I was eating salads every week and that grew very quickly. So just do your research and, and take Home care. And I really do think delicious. it is. And I really do think yeah. that if you go out there and if you really enjoy, and I know it sounds so corny, but if you enjoy it and like the plants, like, no, <laughs> like you, they know that they're cared for and Ooh, that I, they do grow better. I love that. I pray for trees all the time, to be honest. <laughs> I, I believe like, cause the Bible says that there's power. I know this is going to sound really like wacky, but it says that there's power in the tongue, like what you say. And so I, I always, there was this one like flower bush that I used to pass by and it was like wilting and dying. And I just would say, I speak blessing. I speak life and health over these flowers. I know it sounds crazy. It was the most beautiful. Like they just like came to life. And I was like, did I do this? Did I do this? Is this me? Is this like, what is this? I really think there is something to that. As far as uh, Katie, what you were saying about the power of life and death in the tongue, like there's, there's totally, people should look up um, like some scientific videos. Like there's this one, like about an apple and you see like when like um, it's like seeds or different things that are growing, like they start rotting when their people are speaking bad and treating it negatively. But then when they're speaking life and positively over them, you see them growing and flourishing. So there's actually videos that you can look up because I did a whole like teaching thing on it at the high school just to encourage oh, people did? to like speak kindly to one another and to love mm-hmm. because it really does create a positive um, environment in your life and for those around you. 
oh, listeners, you ladies are powerful and strong, intelligent, and capable. You're a bunch of bosses. We love you. Um, I know inspiration for me, guys, has come in a lot of different ways. For instance, like the people that I don't, I can't think of like anyone in particular that like inspires me every single day. There's lots of people that I see, especially on social media, because a lot of people are trying to inspire and influence people on social media. So that's your classic go-to right there. But for me, um, my inspiration really came from a situation in my life where I decided I wanted I um, to inspire people because of my personal health journey. That was the force that inspired me to inspire others. So I just noticed like when I was really sick last year, there's a lot of um, assumptions around sickness and illness. For instance, like I, I lost 30 pounds in like a month, a month and a half. And, you know, people would probably look at me and not ever have assumed that I was sick. You know, they would just think, oh, look at that skinny girl, like, you know, just assume that I'm fine. And I wanted to create a space for people that was a safe place for people that were dealing with sickness and illness that could go on and share in my personal journey and that they could share their journey. And I can't tell you, I had got so many messages from people just thanking me for sharing my journey and creating a a safe and vulnerable place for people to hear my story and also feel like I'm not alone. And I think that sometimes being vulnerable, you can be an inspiration to others because people realize that they're not all alone. So I I think that when people go out there and inspire and are doing something incredible, it's usually because they are being vulnerable and they're sharing a part of themselves that you go, hey, I can do that. I want to do that. And so I think that inspiration really, it first comes from a place of vulnerability and being honest with yourself and with the world. And, you know, the world really belongs to the makers. The makers are the ones that are going to write the books. They're going to write the songs. They're going to plant a garden. They're going to step out and try something new. And that these people, these, the makers, they're not people that are smarter or better than us. They're just average people like you or I. And so it's just taking that step of first step of bravery to try something new. So what I like about what Sarah said is Sarah was talking about like how inspiration can come from vulnerability. I think another way to say that is that inspiration comes from experience. And so sometimes we look outside at other sources for inspiration, which is a a big part of my process, but also sometimes we're inspired just by the things that we go through. So what Sarah has been going through with her health has been the source of her inspiration. But wouldn't you say that, Sarah, that your inspiration has come from experience? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I totally agree that inspirations can come through experience and through experiences in life. Like, you know, my health, it really, it inspired me to take care of myself in a real holistic way. Like I started to change my diet, uh, started exercising and I started seeing a therapist because I was like, I need not just like to do the outside things. I need to do the inside work as well. And I'm ready for a change. And so my health, the, you know, it's the trials that really force you into doing something 
um, greater and better in life. Like you can take these terrible times that, and allow them to inspire us to do and be better. And so I totally agree that experiences can inspire your life and your future. Definitely. I think um, one of the things that inspires me is listening to motivational speakers. And Mm. this is going to sound really funny, but I love Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is a comedian. (laughs) Yes, I know. I love this. I know he's a comedian and he's a TV host. He's an entrepreneur. He, He does all sorts of things. But what I love about Steve Harvey is he also like goes on these shows to share like motivational talks and I will listen to them because I find that I relate to Steve Harvey in some weird way. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I relate to him because like, like he talks about himself and his experiences. Like he was like an underdog and he was the one that like people didn't expect much to come from him. And there's this one story where he shares about how like he was in this classroom with his teacher and his teacher was asking the students, what do you want to be when you grow up? And people were saying, you know, lawyer, police officer, you know, fill in the blank. And he goes, I want to be on TV. And she immediately like jumps on that is like, she's like, why? Who told you that? Like, where did you hear that you could do that from? Do you know anybody who can do that? And she's like, do you have any examples? Is there anyone in your family on TV? And he was like, no. And she's like, then what makes you think you could do that? And she was like, so offended by his response that she called home to his parents and was like, your son is being a smart aleck. Like he thinks he can be on TV. So his mom goes to talk to him and she's like, what makes you think you can do that? And she goes, I'm going to send you off to talk to your dad. And what I love about this is this is what his dad says to him. He goes, okay, you go tell your teacher, you want to be a police officer. That's just to satisfy your teacher. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write on it. I want to be on TV. And I want you to put that in the top drawer of your dresser. And I want you to pull that out. And I want you to read, I want to be on TV every morning and every night. And I want you to read that until it comes to pass. And so that's what Steve Harvey did. He read it every morning until it came to pass. And literally, if you look at Steve Harvey, like in this motivational speak, he's like, I'm on seven days a week. Now you can spot me on any network at any time, you know, inspiring people, you know, through humor and various things. But it just like that, that's the kind of thing that inspires me is seeing somebody who is treated like the underdog cry, overcome and like go and make something of themselves. And, you know, it was a simple thing, but by writing it down and by meditating on it, I really believe like I've seen the fruit of that in my own life, like just writing down the vision, writing down what you want to see come to pass. And, and like what Katie, (laughs) I have a story about this. So when I was working at Java Junction and I would have to, I worked at Macy's and Java Junction, I would have to walk from Macy's to Java Junction and I would pass by Victoria's Secret and they had this really cute lingerie set. And this is like, obviously when Seth and I were first married and I actually wore lingerie and, uh, I saw it. And every time I passed by, I would say that's mine. Like, and I would say, and it was literally like a hundred dollars, which is ridiculous. And I would say, it's mine. That's mine. I'm going to have that. And one day this girl came up to me she said, I work at Victoria's Secret and I like to do like random acts of generosity. And I would like to buy you this particular set. 
Oh my it's goodness. It's for me. That's that. so cool. Isn't that trippy? But I love that. I feel like some of our culture calls that manifesting. And I, I think that's actually a thing. And for me, that just means it's a principle of faith. Like biblically to me, that's like you speak something in faith, you believe something in faith, and then you watch it manifest. I, I love that example. So that actually is like the perfect time to inject this because I was, you know, just looking things up on inspiration, just kind of reading about it and just perusing different articles. And I found this really great excerpt specifically on inspiration um, from the Harvard Business Review. So it says, in a culture obsessed with measuring talent and ability, we often overlook the important role of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Inspiration awakens us to new possibilities by allowing us to transcend our ordinary experiences and limitations. Inspiration propels a person from apathy to possibility and transforms the way we perceive our own capabilities. Inspiration may sometimes be overlooked because of its elusive nature. Its history of being treated as supernatural or divine has not helped the situation. But as recent research shows, inspiration can be activated, captured, and manipulated, and it has a major effect on important life outcomes. So, okay, I just have to say... You know, this is a little bit, I don't know if this is considered shallow. It's a, it's kind of a mixed bag for me um, when it says inspiration awakens us. So for me, you guys know how much I love to decorate. Like I'm a, it's just, it's something that is just, it's like breathing for me. It, I don't know. It's just the way God made me. I, I have no other explanation for it. And so like when I go to like lay down and take a nap, I will feel my heart start like racing and like pounding wildly because I thought of like a new idea. And within mm-hmm. like at least 10 minutes, maybe less, <laughs> I'm downstairs creating something new. Like I made myself an entry table out of a dining room table that I stupidly sawed in half while I was sitting on top of the table. Seth said it was literally like <laughs> watching a cartoon. It was like Bugs Bunny stuff. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was literally sitting on top of the table, sawing it out from underneath me. And I made, the, it was like, I know, I know. <laughs> but so I got this really cool entry table out of it and I got a lot of compliments on it. It's beautiful. And then like, I made this, like, I just one day thought, I want to make like a chalkboard. I want like a big, I have this galley kitchen with like this, uh, I mean, you guys have probably seen in the video on tips and tricks, that thing in the background, I just painted the wall black where I wanted it to be, um, a chalkboard. And then I framed it and it was just simple. I, would, I didn't go out and get like a foam board because I am like, show me the DIY tutorial. And then I'm going to DIY the DIY until it's, I've made it so achievable. And I, I just, that's just what I love to do. So that, but, but I would say like, sometimes, like it says, inspiration is elusive. Like sometimes you don't really know, like, what do I even want to do with my life? What inspires me? Well, one thing that we, uh, this is something that you talked about a while back. We didn't end up releasing this podcast, but we were talking about getting unstuck. And one of the things that uh, I was listening to on this other podcast is how do you discover your passions and your interests? And it, one of the things they say is, what do you look up the most? 
Now, it does not include looking up if Kim Kardashian is still alive or whatever. I don't know what people do or how to wax your eyebrows. Unless you're literally obsessed with eyebrows, then maybe you're called to like wax people's eyebrows. But I'm just saying that like, ask yourself, what what are you looking up online? Like, what are you, what are you interested in? Maybe it is making a beautiful home, then start to take action. Like see what, what you're inspired by in Pinterest and make it happen. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, like I said, that, that was that's more on a, sh- on a more shallow side. There's a lot of depths to inspiration that are much more powerful. But this is also an everyday type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I disagree that it's shallow because I am also very influenced by my space around me. So if I'm feeling like things have gone stale, I start to lack zest in in that influence to keep things fresh in all aspects, not even just home decor, you know, like with my relationship with Benjamin, with my parenting of my children, keeping a fresh perspective on how to keep them engaged and not always on the TV. I think that truly just changing out the decor changes your mental attitude entirely. Well, I think that um, I did a little bit of research today on inspiration and how to get inspired. And I know that a lot of these um, are true for me. So some of the suggestions are going out in nature and taking a walk, mm-hmm. uh, taking some time off of your phone, off of social media to really just get, be present in the moment. Another yeah. way is to um, journal, to write something, to paint, to draw, just start getting those like creative juices flowing and um, just allow room for your brain to wander and breathe. Like really, it's Mm -hmm. like, just allow yourself to daydream once in a while. It's really healthy for, for us to learn to allow ourselves to daydream. And I know that for myself, sometimes it can be really difficult because we're so connected to our phones and to computers, technology and stuff that you kind of want to just keep things coming in all the time. But really, it's super healthy for us to take time for our brains to breathe. And honestly, sometimes fresh inspiration will come to us in those moments where we're just like enjoying the life around us. Yeah, I'm very inspired by trees and flowers. Like immediately I want to go out and buy throw pillows because the flowers are so beautiful that it just makes me want to decorate. I'm like, now that is a good color scheme. I'm liking it. <laughs> Last year, I was taking some times uh, to go to the beach and I'd sit out by the water and I just started journaling and like write, like writing my own sort of poetry type thing and just like writing like what I was seeing around me. And I'm not really, honestly, I'm really not that big into poetry. It doesn't really speak to me. Um, But I know a lot of people are inspired by that. However, I decided I was going to just like write from my heart, like what I was seeing and what I was feeling and make it like write it in a very poetic way. It's a little more um, emotional way And that it was really bringing a lot of relief to me, even with my stress and anxiety, because um, I deal sometimes in different seasons of my life, I deal with more stress. And so going and taking that time to be out in nature and away from technology and just like journaling out like different things, it really helped inspire me to feel like, oh, like I can write, I can do this. And I could feel like my creative juices flowing. And I feel like from that place, it almost like fuels 
my event planning and just different things like that. So when you do things that inspire you or, or spark creativity, it can produce inspiration. Absolutely. I think I can like definitely relate to that as like a songwriter. Like I do a lot of different things to get inspiration, but one of the things that's coming to mind is I'll listen to movie scores and I love Hans Zimmer and other things like that. And when I listen to them, it pushes the limits on like, I feel like without listening to movie scores, I have a limited ability of what I'm able to express, if that makes sense musically. So like... Hans Zimmer challenges me to write music that's more beautiful. And I think like a lot of times you can limit yourself. Like I want to imitate pop music or I want to imitate modern day worship or I want to imitate this. And it's like composers who write these movie scores. They're not limited by that. They're just like, I want to create something beautiful that speaks to the moment. Now I want to circle back to something that you were saying, Leslie, about like the environment of your home, like being like really important to you and being something that like helps inspire you. And I feel like that's something that you're really good at is creating an environment in your home that is relaxing and inspiring. So do you have any like thoughts on that for our listeners? Actually, um, I do. Lighting is everything to me. I'm very, I don't love overhead lights. So I really love the lamps and, you know, just having little element elements of light is important to creating that cozy atmosphere for me. Um, I also went to Hobby Lobby today and totally blacked out and Benjamin came home and I said, welcome to Marshall's. Let me know if you need help finding anything because there was stuff littered all over the home because I went in a total, I just wanted to redo everything. I'm just in one of those Every time we switch the seasons, I just, I black out and I redo every room in the house. I just have <laughs> yes. to like. I saw you selling stuff on Marketplace and well, I that's thought, what, I do. Huh, you what sell... is this girl up to? Yeah, that's, I know everyone's always like, wow, you're really busy on the Marketplace. But that's what I do is I just <laughs> sell all my old stuff and just buy new stuff. And in fact, I'm actually really proud of one of my flips today. I, I had a kitchen table that just wasn't serving us. We never, we don't sit at the kitchen table. It was just a little bar. Yeah. The one by the phone. So I sold that for a hundred dollars. And then I was looking online because I wanted a buffet because we need more storage. And this, I looked all online. I looked on Wayfair and they were just like 300, $400. Wayfair is over the top. It was so over the top and it was press board. And in my mind, I had like an idea of exactly what I wanted, which it goes in turn with what we were talking about with manifesting sort of. And I was thinking, Benjamin and I were like, we really want like a good piece of furniture. We don't want press board. We want something that's hardy. So I just kept thinking in my head exactly of what I wanted hopped on the Facebook marketplace, the perfect buffet. It's antique. It's gorgeous. Was on sale for a hundred dollars. And guess what? It lined up perfectly. Someone came today, picked up my table at five 30 for a hundred dollars, six o'clock. I went and picked up the buffet with that same $100. It was just like too good to be true. You know, what's trippy is when we moved to Hawaii, we had to sell the first thing that we sold from our home was our piano and it was this beautiful piano. And, uh, we have these cousins or twins. They're very strong and they helped us, uh, deliver the piano to our home. And then when we moved or like when we were selling everything and moving, 
a set of twins came and picked up the piano. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. That's crazy. Were they strong know. twins too? I didn't get a good look at them, but I'm assuming that they picked up a piano. They were strong. <laughs> I know. Were they big, were they big strong twins? I think they were. Boys. Plot but twist. It, it was our cousins with wigs. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah amanda if you're listening can you let us know if they have d- stunt doubles out there before we did this podcast i was getting really lost in the day-to-day life and feeling not like not like i didn't want to live but it was just kind of like man life sucks you know like and autopilot then, on yeah it was just kind of like there wasn't a there wasn't a lot of depth for me and I don't mean that in like any, any way to offend Benjamin or my children. Cause it has nothing to do with them. And it had everything to do with myself and feeling like I was just never going to go anywhere or get any better than what it was, you know? And that was a really hard thing to swallow for me was feeling like, okay, this is it. I wake up, I answer phones, I do emails, go to bed in the night. Like it was just boring. And then we did this podcast and it, it made me step into this role that gave me life again. And it made me feel that this is exactly what I need to be doing. I thrive off of the community, the connection with other people, not even just the connection with you guys, because now I, I know we can all say that our relationship is the best it's probably ever been in our entire life. But being able to connect with other women and to make friendships, I'm genuinely becoming friends with people online like my hairdresser, Abby, she and I talk to each other every day and she's like, I'm so obsessed with you. And I'm like, I'm so obsessed with you. Like, should we Mm -hmm. hang out? (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm just really thankful for this platform to be able to inspire and be inspired by people that follow us. Leslie, you were talking about like how you were in a place where it just felt like you were going through the motions and that life was just kind of feeling a bit dull for you before you started Made of Miller. And it's interesting that you said that because earlier I was thinking about, like when I was thinking about inspiration, I thought of the verse, there's a verse in the Bible from Proverbs that says, without vision, the people perish. And I was thinking about vision in terms of inspiration. So another way that it could be said is without inspiration, the people perish. There's this part of us that I feel like we're made to live life with purpose and a sense of like vision and inspiration. Like I think all vision is, is your inspiration with direction. Yeah. And I mean, there is this element of struggle that comes with anything that you, you do. And it's funny. I remember this quote that this, uh, pastor once said he said vision I know it's a quote so I don't know who he was quoting but it says vision uh gives pain its purpose yeah I guess like I mean I in terms of my health and just like my spiritual walk that I have um with God and being a Christian I feel like there is no pain that gets wasted in my life as far as being a Christian and being um, on this health journey because having a vision for my health, like now the the pain caused me to have vision for my health essentially. And you look at um, all, all pain produces can 
and should produce gain, so to speak. Like, yeah. you know, if you go work out at the gym, you have a desire to get that six pack, you know, the summer beach body, we're all getting ready for the pool again. You got to have some pain to get that gain. And so you have that vision, set your mood board, your vision board of that bikini you want to wear and <laughs> work towards that goal. I mean, that's right. a silly way to say it, but it's a, and a very simple way to put it. But really, you can take anything that causes you pain and allow it to give you vision for your future. Sure. I, I will just say, so I went through, I don't know if this is going to fit into this podcast, but we, you, I think you know this story. So I, um, you guys know, I went through like five, almost six years of utter like anxiety, insanity. Like it literally took over my entire life. It was, it was horrendous. Like I was scared of everything. I think every single one of you could list something I was afraid of. Like I was afraid of the moon. Remember that time where I was afraid to go to the bathroom because I was afraid I was that I had worms. Like, like literally constantly had a fear. And when I didn't have a fear, I was afraid of wow. not having a fear. That's how messed up it was. And wow. so one, another thing that was huge during this time is I was afraid to go outside because of like, you know, I, I don't, this is, I don't want to trigger anyone with this. If anyone struggles with anxiety, please reach out for help. If you need help from me, I will help you. Um, but I was going to say is that I was like afraid of think that something bad happening at the grocery store or anywhere. So I would never travel alone without like my husband, who's huge guys. So it's basically like traveling with a bodyguard and I, um, couldn't have even fathomed going to any place alone. And I just recently took my two youngest boys to the beach and it was a long path alone through a field. And like, there's like a lot of homeless people that live out of this field, which is super sad. And, but, and so it can be a little bit, you know, a little bit dangerous sometimes. And I went through the field with the boys and I was like, you know what? everyone else does it families do this all the time I'm going to do this and then when we came back from the field like from the uh beach I sat in the car and I said boys I said welcome to a new season in life where the tyranny of fear no longer reigns and I said you're welcome and I remember we all sat there and I just turned up this music and we had a little dance party because I was like the reign of fear and terror is over but it wasn't for like that crazy season that I went through I just chose not to give up, like by the grace of God and a lot of help. I just, I, it was like, I had this moment of like, it's over. We're done. We're not going back to that. And so, yeah, but I I couldn't, sometimes you can't grab a hold of inspiration because it seems so far away. So look for it outside of yourself, find stories that inspire you and continue to feed that, especially if you're in an anxiety hole, like, find something that pulls you out of it and believes that there's a future ahead of you. Like I'm telling you, I had fear every single day of my life. There wasn't a second that I wasn't not afraid. I was constantly anxious. And like, I don't struggle with that anymore. Like I am not, I don't live by that, uh, the dictatorship of fear anymore. And I want to like, just like highlight the fact that like, not that it's about us, but that literally is how easy it is to take your experience and then use it to inspire, like 
Katie, all you're doing right now is you're just saying, this is what I went through. Fear and anxiety had a grip on me. And now I have tasted freedom. And I want to inspire you that there is something else out there. And literally, that's, that's all it is. That's all you're doing, Sarah, when you're talking about your health and sharing that with the world. You're saying, this is what I've gone through. And this is how I can take that and share that experience with others. So sometimes the very thing that you're called to bring inspiration into is something that you have gone through. It's from a place of experience. So on that note, just of, of staying inspired of, uh, I want to leave you guys with this, with these questions and thoughts, what are your aspirations and how are you staying inspired to see these aspirations fulfilled? And we're going to suggest that you strike when the iron is hot and take action. That when you start to feel like that wind of inspiration, take pen to paper, start writing down different things that you're feeling and sensing and just uh, begin to take action. Like if you're like, if your goal is to be, um, you know, free from anxiety, if your goal is to plant a garden, if your goal is to uh, have a nice home, begin to find things that feed that aspiration, feed it inspiration, and then begin to take action as, as you're doing that. You know, it's that simple. All right, ladies, this episode is the wrap. You know, you like it because you keep coming back for more. So go ahead and give us a five-star review. And if you feel like typing something up, we highly recommend it. We're also on Instagram. You can find us at Made of Miller. You can also find us on our personal accounts. Very exciting. And stay inspired, be inspired, take action, make good choices. And we hope you guys have a great week. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.